People call it trash TV, a guilty pleasure. But what if I told you that reality TV is a time capsule of our culture? That the racism we see on The Real World or the sexism we see on The Bachelor, it reflects the moment we're in, whether we like it or not. From Neon Hum Media, this is Spectacle, an unscripted history of reality TV. Hosted by me, Mariah Smith. Subscribe now. We've got a great talking with T-Bird coming up with Holly Hoffman today on Rob Has a Podcast. Let me thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast, our friends over at Skills. Skills with a Z dot com. You know how much time you spend playing your favorite mobile game on your phone? Well, you could have been winning money and prizes. Skills.com turns mobile gaming into cash. Skills.com literally has the greatest games on the planet. And you'll probably bump into me there. I'm hooked on two-minute football. Getting excited for uh, post-Adam Gase Jets football coming. Uh, Skills makes it super easy to get started. And they have games for everyone. Classics like Solitaire Cube and 21 Blitz and fun new games like Blackout Bingo. It's fair because you're matched against players at your skill level beginners play beginners and experts play experts no medallion of power needed here play for free against me friends listeners co-workers or play to win serious cash cars and amazing prizes it's totally legit players have won over two billion dollars new users use promo code rjp because i got you double the cash to start playing with that's promo code rjp for double the cash to go get started go to skills.com slash rjp that's skills with a z.com slash rjp JP must be 18 or older. Terms and conditions apply. Not available in all states. See website for details. If you stay here and listen, your life will never be the same. Cause we're talking with T Bird now. Bird, you cannot change. Oh, Misty Bird, you cannot change. And things might get pretty strange. Yes, that's right. Talking with T Bird is back. It's Survivor Nicaragua week here on Rob Has a Podcast. We already talked about the 34th best season of uh, Survivor. David Bloomberg is telling you why Fabio won with Jessica Lewis. And we are here to talk with Holly Hoffman. Uh, Let's welcome in the woman that tracked her down. It's Teresa T Bird Cooper. Hey, Rob. Oh, it's been a great week. Listen to y'all um, do the uh, recap on Nicaragua. You guys had such great chemistry. Uh, was it AJ and Jacob, right? AJ and Jacob. That's right. Y'all yeah. were fantastic. I loved yeah. it. A lot of humor, a lot of fun. And yeah, those guys perfect, are hilarious. Perfect going into this, talking to Holly after listening to y'all. So this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. We were like the uh, Chase, Fabio, and Sash final three where... That uh, <laughs> yes. Jacob Jacob was like the Chase who was really like trying to, you know, see everything from uh, both sides and Chase's perspective. And AJ was just like the, you know, super likable guy that everybody loves who made us laugh. And I was Sash, the zero vote finalist that nobody wants anything <laughs> to do with. I don't know. 
don't know about that, but it makes a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing this week, T-Bird? I'm doing good. I'm just so excited with the the uh, people we're getting ready to talk to coming up, but really excited about talking to Holly. I've not met her before, but she's done so many neat things. She's mm-hmm. such a personality, so we're going to have so much fun talking to her today. Yeah. She does a lot of motivational speaking. Is that something that you ever thought about doing, T-Bird? Uh, yeah. No. No? no. no Why not? I mean, no, well, I was wondering with Holly, I was thinking, surely Holly's done a TED Talk. And because we've talked about that before, because we've heard from, mm-hmm. um, God, we've heard from Carolyn's done a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Kelly G's done a Christy one. Hoffbeck. Christy yeah. Hoffbeck. Oh, God, they've been so good. Yeah, I so think I thought, Jillian from Jillian Larson, I think, has done one also. Oh, I have, I've got to pull that up. I hadn't heard hers. But then I thought, I can't believe that. Holly hadn't done a TED talk yet, so I want to ask her about that. But no, no, I I can't stay on uh, I can't stay on task. I'd be all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "What's where's she going now? What's she talking about? You know how it is, Rob. You work with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it. Look, uh, I think that y- you've got one in you, T Bird. I think you, you could think do so? it. I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, we're gonna talk with Holly Hoffman coming up in uh, just a moment. So, uh, looking forward to that one. Let me take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at Hello Fresh. Uh, of course, uh, T Bird Hello Fresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. Do you know how many talking with T-Birds you could listen to and cook? Uh, you could cook f- uh, four dinners at yes, least. Sorry. Yeah, four. Hello, Fresh. Yes. They're offering 23 plus recipes a week featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients so you'll never get bored. And eating healthier has never been easier with low-cal, carb-smart, vegetarian, and pescatarian options every single week. And no matter what you choose, every single recipe is packed with fresh produce sourced directly from the farmers. Cut down on grocery bills by saving up to 40% instead of shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, HelloFresh delivers pre portioned ingredients so you're not overbuying which is a burden on the planet and your wallet and also HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with a customizable order every week you can easily change your delivery days or your food preferences and skip a week when you need it of course HelloFresh is a big hit at our house uh t-bird you know i like to do a lot of the cooking around here i don't know if you know that about me oh i did not know that yes and HelloFresh makes it super easy. You get a couple different options and then I can I can present like they give like you like a really nice card with a picture of the food and I can hand them all to Nicole and say Nicole, uh would you like would you like this one tonight and she can and she can give me back the one that she wants and I'll say about this one tomorrow and they've got all of the ingredients pre-portioned in a nice paper bag and it's a huge hit. That's that's easy. And I didn't have to go to the store. Yeah, especially because you're both working. Now, what about the boys? Do they get a choice in this? Yeah, but you, we, so, you know, we that we give them uh, like we don't want to share. That, that, that's grown up food for us that we're oh, we're not sh- we're not sharing with them. Okay, uh, okay. you're gonna love it too. Go to hellofresh.com/rhap10 and use the code rhap10 for ten free meals, including free shipping. That's hellofresh.com/slash. R-H-A-P-10 with promo code R-H-A-P-10. Of course, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. All right. Are you ready to talk to Holly Hoffman? Oh, yeah. We will be introduced to our guest today on season 21, Survivor Nicaragua. 
She will admit she got a slow start and on day five wanted to quit. But her tribe mate, Jimmy Johnson, gave her the encouragement and inspiration that inspired her to keep going. I can't think of anyone better than an NFL Hall of Fame coach who has won two Super Bowl championships to give you that well-needed boost. And what a powerful, fun story to tell the kids and grandkids. She was a fan first, applying only once, describing herself as energetic, understanding, and competitive. This mom, after raising three children, decided it was time for another challenge and and at the age of 44, hit the Survivor Lottery. She has said she actually thought Survivor was fake, that there were tents, campers, potties, tables with donuts, until she got there. She quickly realized after enduring 18 nights in a row of rain, 200 bug bites, including a nasty bite by Blister Beetle before the game even began, and a weight loss of 22 pounds that this was indeed Survivor. This perfect mom that tribe mate Jimmy T nicknamed June Cleaver during casting finals planned on playing a respectful game, wanting everyone to get along. She wouldn't lie, scheme, or steal. But in the first hour, everything changed. She would have a meltdown after being made fun of and decided to steal another player's $1,600 alligator shoes, filling them with sand and throwing them into the water where the alligator first originated. It was it was at this low point that she says, it hit me. I'm not the true survivor. My mom is. I grew up in an abusive, alcoholic family, she has said. I didn't have a very good childhood. But the thing my mother taught me is to never give up. I then decided I'm going to play this game for my mom because she taught me what a true survivor really is. I feel quite sure her mom was very proud of the game she played. She was the last woman standing and on day 38 was voted out for being a threat. The now 54-year-old from South Dakota who said that growing up, she lived behind a closed door with a huge chip on her shoulder now inspires others. She is a motivational speaker who has written two books, Your Winner Within and Write Yourself a Note. I introduce to you the driven, strong woman who was a three-time state championship hurdler in high school, volleyball official, swim team coach, pageant consultant, to name only a few, a woman who likes to be in charge and lives by always do your best with no regrets. RHAP listeners, the awesome, amazing Holly Hoffman. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome. Wow. Holly, (laughs) how are you? I'm doing great. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I can't remember the last time we talked. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I'm very excited to have you back. This is like Survivor Nicaragua week on Rob as a podcast that we had just watched all of Survivor Nicaragua and did a whole like a uh, you know season uh, retrospective on Survivor Nicaragua, and so. Uh, this was great that we could fit you in to talk about your journey because what a great arc you had over the course of the season. Well, I have this big plan going out. You know, actually, I'm going to go back to when I applied. 
uh, I just didn't think I would make it. I thought my my uh, audition tape was horrible. It was not very good. I just stood in front of the camera and spoke, and I thought, well, I'll just try this and see what happens. And totally, I was totally shocked mm-hmm. when I got a, a call from the casting directors in LA and I was going to LA and I I just couldn't believe it. But my goal when I made it and leaving and going and playing the game was, okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat and I'm not going to steal. That was my whole goal before I left. Well, as you can hear what T-Bird said within the first hour I was out there, I probably did all three. (laughs) So Holly, so all right, you decided to apply and Mm -hmm. Your kids, obviously, did they say, Mom, what are you thinking? What are you, what are you even thinking about right now? Actually, they didn't. They, act, they encouraged me. They encouraged me to do it. Um, they, were, they said, hey, Mom, if you never try, you're never going to know. Um, also, Charlie, he was a huge. He, he encouraged me as well. And, of course, Charlie's your husband? Well, was okay, yes. Okay. Charlie and I are no longer married. We have gone our no no apologies. We've mm-hmm. gone our separate ways, but we're we're friends. Uh, I think uh, we get along better now than when we did <laughs> marriage. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he was also he supported me as well, and it was just it was the fact that I was totally stepping out of my comfort zone because being married at nineteen, I had never really ventured off by myself. And did something on my own. I always had Charlie at my side or I had one of our children at my side. So this was really a big step for me. In fact, when I went to LA for my casting call, I had never been on an airplane by myself. I had never ventured off by myself. Mm -hmm. That was big. Holly, what was it about that particular time? Like why 2010, season 21? What was it that made you say, okay, this is the time to apply for Survivor? Well, all three of our kids were off to college. And I remember standing in the kitchen and watching Survivor Samoa. Mm-hmm. And I watched Survivor. Did I watch every episode? No, but I've watched every season, um, missing a few episodes along the way. But I just, I was standing there and I thought, God, what am I going to do now? I want to, I want to take on another challenge. I want to do something else. So I went online and I, I just checked it out and thought, I'll just make an audition tape and send it in and see what happens. I think I was so worried about what am I going to do now? Because I, I basically did everything for my children. Uh, I was a swim coach. I was involved in all their activities. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go back to school. I had about two years left to be an elementary teacher. But I thought, I'm just going to apply to, for Survivor and see what happens. So that's really why I did it. Mm-hmm. You saw yeah. Russell Hansen, you were just very inspired and said, okay, that could be me. He, <laughs> yeah, it was Russell that did it for me. I'm he telling you. He burned Jason's socks and he said, okay, one day I'll do this to somebody's yeah. shoes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh boy. We don't even want to get started on Russell, do we? <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to. Oh. Or we can. Or we can. Or we can. <laughs> okay. So well, Holly. Yeah. When you were okay, so you were 44 uh-huh. when you went out there, and of course, you were, I'm sure, in really good shape. You were a swim coach and you've been a swimmer, you know, up until that time all your life, right? Right. I had lost 40 pounds before I went out to play Survivor. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I was, you know, I was in great shape. And, you know, in court, in fact, when I was at the casting call, I kind of picked up a little bit on the old versus young mm-hmm. because 
they would, they had us do a lot while well, they, they do that anyway, but they had us do a lot of physical fitness things, you know, and I kind of picked up on that, but that really made a difference too. So yeah, before I even went on survivor, I had lost some weight. Was there anybody that you recognized from your casting who ended up on the season? Oh yes. A lot of people. Uh, Nayanka was in my group, Benry, Alina, Jimmy T, uh, Wendy Joe. In fact, that's why I made a quick alliance with Wendy. She and I were in the pool a lot. And of course, you're not supposed to look at anyone, mm-hmm. but we would look at each other and we would nod. And I did the same with Jimmy T. So as soon as I got out there, I thought, hey, she was at my casting call. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to connect with her again. Well, that was the first mistake that I made. Mm-hmm. And then here she gets, she's the first one voted off. But yes, there were a lot of people at the casting call that were on our season. Did Stop you like? Did you yeah. like the theme of the the younger players versus the mature players? Did you like that theme going into it? You know, right away it was okay, but then when when we got out there and we started building our hut and so forth, a lot of those people started making fun of me. They they almost treated me like I was some hick from South Dakota. You know, they made fun of my German accent and mm-hmm. and that was really hard for me. I just I did not feel like I fit in with my tribe right away. And I think it was because when I saw the young kids go one way, you know, here I was a, a, a swim coach and I coached basketball for a while and I've always connected with kids. And that was really, really hard for me. Not to say that I don't connect with adults, but it was, I had a hard time fitting in with my tribe. Yeah, you bonded pretty quickly because I think you said you, thought you kind of had a semi-alliance with Jimmy T from casting, from making your eye contact. So Jimmy T, I talked to Jimmy T. Oh, how was and that? he said, it was, oh, he was fantastic. Yeah. He was fantastic. I reached out to a couple of players and Jimmy T got right back with me. And I talked mm-hmm. to him on the phone for a while. He was wonderful. So Holly, this is interesting because you know how, through every season, certain players will stand out in your mind for certain things. Uh-huh. So when I started reading about you, of course, what you see is, well, she wanted to quit on day five. And and unfortunately, that stands out until we look further to see you got it. You made it to day 38, started running, taking control of everything. But Jimmy T told me that you were playing the game from day one. From day one, he said you ran up to him like a house on fire and that you were just talking real fast and that you were playing really smart. And he, this is what he said. He said, you were talking so fast. I thought she was crazy. And he was, I guess he was kind of holding back to play, but he said that he really regretted not listening to you because he realized that you were just trying to help him. You were just. I wanted him to be on my team, but I, I, I wanted him to be in my alliance. And I also wanted Wendy and I did. I mean, I'm telling you within the first five minutes I was out there, I was up talking to Wendy. I was over talking to Jimmy T and it was mainly because I remembered them from the casting call. I, and, uh, yeah, I did. I, I rushed and here, and that was another one of my plans before I went to play. I said, you know, I'm just going to lay back and try to read everyone and, you know, and there I was, I got out there and bam. And that's my personality too. When I do something, I go full force right away. Even though I try to say I'm not going to, I do. 
So, yeah. Yeah. And I would have loved to play more of the game with Jimmy T. I loved him starting out. But Jimmy T, Jimmy C, Jimmy T told me, well, she tried to help me. And this is what he said. He said, I told her to calm down. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy T said, he said, she looked me straight in the eyes and she said, I'll go drink some water. And then he said, that was the end of it. He said, I knew then that she had given up on me. So that was a huge regret from yeah. Jimmy T. Yeah, so, I, do, I do remember. I remember that looking at him and just thinking, well, he's he doesn't want to play this game with me. So I'm just going to go drink some water. I mean, wouldn't that be the, the logical thing to do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and, you know, Holly, you bring up a great, great point that that people, when they think about going out and playing and they have their plan on how they're going to play, whether it's their first time playing or their second time playing. And even you said the same thing. I was just going to go out there, mm-hmm. sit back, check everybody out and see how they do. And then, of course, you what do you do? You play just the way you live. That's how you play. You do. Absolutely. 100% I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I saw an interview that you did with Tracy Brown about practicing reading body language. Yes. So you were you doing that out there? Were you doing that at casting, trying to get a feel for everybody's personalities? I did. I, I actually started at casting. I mean, I remember looking over and seeing Nayanka stand. She was sitting in the hot tub and she had this really angry look on her face. And I kept thinking, <laughs> what is up with her? I mean, I just remember thinking that. And I know I remember seeing um, Wendy Joe. you know, of course, you couldn't talk to each other, but she was talking to all the casting directors. And I, my first thought on her was she, she loves to talk. And of course, <laughs> she did. She drove us all crazy because she loved to talk. That's all she did. And so I, I did. I was even playing the game at casting. I was trying to read the people to say, if they're going to be out there, I want to kind of pick who they are and how they're going to act. And, and you know what, you can, you've got a good point because you can say that you're going to go out and you're going to play the game one way, but look at Chase. Chase had absolutely no clue what was going on ever. Mm-hmm. And Chase is the type of person that doesn't want to hurt someone's feelings. That's his personality in the real world. And that's how he played that game. He was all, always apologizing to everyone. So yes, that does come. I don't care what anybody says. It comes out in the game. Holly, so Jimmy T said you were, you know, playing the game from day one and he wishes that he should have listened to you. What were your plans that you wanted to do? Because ultimately, uh, we didn't really get to see them in uh, the uh, original version of the Spada tribe. Uh, well, I knew Wendy after Wendy Joe was gone and I had an alliance with her. I wanted it to be Jimmy T, myself and Jane. And I would have loved, I would have loved to pull in Eve, but I just couldn't, I just could not trust her. Um, she kept going back and forth between she talked to me and then I would see her talk to Marty. And I knew we had to get Marty out because um, in the real world, I love Marty. I really do. He's sure. a wonderful person. But on the island, I did not like him. He was, he, he just came across, he was very arrogant. He's intense. Very intense. I mean, I could use some other words, but I won't. (laughs) He's, he was very, I just didn't care for him. Um, and he, and I love Tyrone. I would have loved to play the game with Tyrone, but the three of us, I really thought Jimmy T, myself and and Jane, we could have definitely ruled that game. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my plan, but 
when Jimmy T, I could also tell that there were times where, you know, he was also talking too much and it was, it was Marty that got a lot of people on his side. You know, he had Eve on his side. He had, uh, Tyrone, he had Dan, he had Jill. Well, look at the numbers. You know, of course we all know survivors is a number game. So I was already outnumbered. What saved me was day 12. I truly believe I would have been out of that game if it wasn't for day 12. All right. So what happened day 12? That was when we did the, the swap, the, okay. the track swap. When Nayaka, or excuse me, um, Brenda and I picked the blue rock and mm-hmm. I got to pick three young kids to come over to my side and Brenda picked um, uh, four to come over to her side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that made, actually I picked four young kids. I picked Benry Chase, uh, Nayaka and Alina. And, and then Brenda picked three players of the older players to come over to her side. So it was no longer old versus young. And that saved me because I got in with those young kids and they were, they were very convincing. Mm-hmm. Chase was very convincing. I felt like I had Nayaka wrapped around my little finger. Um, they were, Sash started playing the game with me. That made a big, big difference. Yeah. When you say that they were very convincing, it, it sounds like that you feel like that they were not actually on your side. Is, is that how you feel? Oh, no. I Pretty much everything that I told them, especially Chase, he, he did. Um, there were some things off camera. I remember saying to Chase, like, Chase, you really don't know anything about this game. Mm-hmm. So just listen to me. I promise you, I will get you to the end. And he would listen to me. Um, so, and, and Chase really didn't know anything about Survivor. So that's why I felt like I kind of had Chase wrapped around my little finger. And when I got in with Chase and Sash after the merge, that made a big difference as well. I got, I got to throw this out here before it gets too far. You, I heard you were just saying about having Chase wrapped around your finger, but before that, I think you said you had Nayaka wrapped around your finger. I got to tell you, I, I'd hate to think, I don't know. I don't think Nayaka can have anybody wrapped around her finger. I just, that, Nayaka is a wild card. She, she, she is a wild card, but I also think that, well, I know a lot of times Nayaka would listen to what I said. I would say, come on, Nayaka. And Nayaka and Chase were very close. Mm-hmm. I mean, she gave him the idol. Very, very close. Yeah. Um, once Nayaka makes up her mind, though, you're right. I mean, I tried convincing her from the beginning. But here's another thing about Nayanka. The very first challenge we did, Nayanka and I were up on the top and we were pouring the water, you mm-hmm. know, down. the. And and afterwards, we went over and we shook hands and I looked at her and I, I gave her a, a little bit of a nod and I winked at her. And I thought, OK, I'm just going to do this as body language so she knows if she makes it to the merge, I'm on her side. So I did do that with Nayaka. And I have to honestly say, I I liked playing the game with Nayaka, but she just, she was all over the board too many times. If she had stayed in the game, do you think she would have stayed with you and Jane? Or do you think she would have? No, she would have stayed with with Chase and I. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she, I think she would have voted Jane off as well because we all knew if Jane made it to the end of that game, she would have won. 
Yeah, I think it's such an interesting discussion to have because going back and watching the season, you know, when uh, Nayanka and Purple Kelly leave, you know, uh, Sash is feeling like, hey, uh, Nayanka and Purple Kelly, you know, uh, they were with me. They were my people. And it's such a big moment in the game that it happens right after where you get everybody together and Brenda gets knocked out. But I felt like that that would have been such an interesting tug of war to see you know, where does Nayanka end up going? Does does she go with Sash or you feel like that she would have stayed with you? I think Nayanka would have stayed with me. I think it would have been Nayanka, Chase and I. And I don't think the way Nayanka treated people. I, I know I listened to the podcast that she did with you guys. Mm-hmm. And she did mention she could have won the game. I just truly, I'm sorry to say this. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nayanka would have won. Yeah. Um, I just do not think, and I don't think Chase would have won. Chase was too all over the board. I'm so sorry. So that would have been a final three, you and Nayanka uh, and, and totally Chase. That, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. If Nayanka would have stayed in the game, things would have been different. I just know it. And I think we would have been able to get rid of Fabio a little bit earlier. Um, I, I just, who who would have expected he you know, would have won three mm-hmm. challenges in a row. But I do believe it could have been the three of us. Mm-hmm. So, so Holly, when did you realize that Jaden wasn't going to be part of your, of your final three? Because, well, I talked to Jane and Jane oh. was solid or, and she says she was, and I actually believe her. She said she was solid with you, uh, and Chase and Nayanka. Those are the final, the four that she, yeah. you know, that she wanted. And she said she was solid. She would have never yeah. gone back Where was she on the going? three of y'all. Yeah. You know, but, I was very, very solid with Jane. Yes. We played the entire game together from the beginning. Uh, when Sash came up to Chase and I and said, if we don't get rid of Jane, she's going to win this game. I knew at that point I had to make a big decision. Do you want to vote someone out that has been in your alliance from the beginning? Mm-hmm. No. But do you want to win the game? Yes. Sure. And so that was, in fact, I just watched that episode last night, mm-hmm. day 33, where, you know, the loved ones came, we get back to camp and Chase and Sash, uh, where the three of us are standing there and we're talking about voting Jane off. That did Chase not go well when Jane it, came it was over. Horrible. Yeah. Um, Chase did not want to vote her off. And of course, both Sash and I looked at yeah. him and said, you don't vote her off. She's going to win. Yeah. But Chase did never wanted to vote anyone off. You know, and he really he, threw you two under the bus too. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then you know, let's back up. When the loved ones came and he won the challenge, he promised Fabio yes. he was going to take him to the reward, and then he takes Sash and I. Well, and then we get, of course, to tribal council, and he admits to everyone that the three of us are in a tight alliance. I remember sitting there and thinking. Chase, how stupid are you? Mm-hmm. You do not admit that. You just do not answer it or nod your head or do something. But um, no, I I um I was very upset that they quit. I was very upset they quit. But I feel I feel very sorry for Jane. I know she would have won. I felt really bad voting her off. She was a hard worker. She was playing the game hard. She didn't talk to me for over a year sure. after we played that game. She was very upset with me. But Holly, just uh, talking it through in Devil's Advocate, that uh, 
Isn't it possible? Like, could there have been enough votes for you if you went to the end with Jane? Because I, I felt like that when I went back and I watched this season uh, this week, I felt like that after Nayanka and Purple Kelly quit, then I, I feel like it sort of like opened the door for those three guys to be working together when Fabio ends up winning the immunities and you end up being the odd person out at the final four. And I feel like that if Jane might have stayed, then I feel like that you you get to the end with Jane. And I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, Marty doesn't like Jane. Uh, like, is uh, Jane ruffled a, a few feathers? People like you. Do you feel like that there, there could have been four votes, maybe? Rob, I have to be honest with you. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Nayaka loved Jane. I think Chase would have voted for Jane. Um, I think Benry would have voted for Jane. Um, I, I'm not quite sure about Brenda, you know, mm-hmm. the only one, I, I actually think Dan would have voted for Jane too. Really? Uh, when, yes. Because when the three of us went on the reward, myself, Sash and, and Chase, you know, they were at camp and remember how Dan talked about, you know, I really feel sorry for Jane. Yeah. Here. She's the one that was left behind. So I think Dan would have voted for Jane. Yeah. What about, really, maybe Alina, I, you've got Alina. Alina. I, I just. I don't think Alina would have voted for me either. I just don't because Alina and I, when she came over, when I picked her for the four on day 12 to come over, you know, she and I were tight right away. And then I voted her off. Mm -hmm. I I just, I don't know. I honestly, I, if I would have taken Jane to the final three, I honestly, in my heart, I'd have to say, I don't think I would have won. Yeah. And I think I would have been so people would have been so pissed off at me for those shoes you know, uh, you know, Jane, Jane, of course, said it at tribal council that night, you know, you're supposed to be a coach and a mentor and, you know, you go and steal the stuff on national television. Mm-hmm. I just sat looking straight ahead and I, things were going through my head just, and I remember thinking, just shut up. Don't say anything back. Just shut up. Just look straight ahead. You know, but I, I just think Jane would have won. I really do. Mm-hmm. Holly, uh, Jane told me that she had been trying to get, she would talk to you about getting Chase out. But that you said that uh, you wanted to keep Chase in because he's your shield. So I'm not so sure if you wouldn't have gotten Chase's vote if he had any feeling the way uh, Jane was feeling about him. You mean that Jane would have got Chase's vote? Uh huh. No, I think no, Jane- no, no, no. You would have. You would have gotten. No, Chase's they're North vote. Carolina. I don't know. They were pretty tight. Yeah, North Carolina. You even heard it when Jane said, "You better not show your face back in North Carolina." Mm-hmm. I really, and you know, I, I, yeah, nope. I just think Chase would have voted for Jane as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, Jane, that was my feeling as well as Sash's uh, to take, to take Jane out. And she, you know, I felt horrible. I, I did, but you know what? It's part of the game. Sorry. Yeah. If, if you feel like someone's a threat and someone's going to win that game, what is the first thing you need to do is go after them. And she proved herself. She worked hard. Um, the young kids loved her. I just, I shoot a one. Holly, can I ask you about a particular vote? Um, I, I know you said you watched uh, the the Loved Ones episode where uh, Jane ends up getting voted out. So at that tribal council in that episode, Jeff is very upset with that, uh, that you know, uh, Chase is saying like, oh, well, we, we have an alliance. It's us oh. three after mm-hmm. Fabio has won the uh, the immunity at that point. And Jeff is like, well, if my mother was watching the show, she'd be like, well, why don't these three over here vote out of these three over here? And it was a good question. 
So did like uh, was there a lot of talk about that uh, about Fabio and Dan and Jane potentially voting for you at that tribal council? There was talk at tribal council, but there was never talk at camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Jeff said that, I'm like, did he seriously say that? Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh my god, I could be voted off. Mm-hmm. But we we also. What people did not see is we had Dan convinced to vote Jane off. We said, Dan, if you do not vote Jane off, she's going to win as well. So if you see who Dan voted for, he also voted yeah, for Jane. Yeah, it was Jane. five to one. After Jeff Probes looked at the three of them and said, well, why don't you three make your own alliance? Why don't you vote Holly yeah. off? What? They still didn't do it. Even and Fabio, course- <laughs> uh, that he had nothing to lose. Nothing, you know, and Chase and Sash had a uh, an idol, you yeah. know, and it was the last time they could play it. So I will never, ever figure out why that would have been a huge game move right there. And they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes wonder, too, you know, Dan was recruited for the show and, and he had never camped a day in his life. Yeah. I also think that Dan really didn't know a lot about Survivor when he came out there to play. Yeah, and I actually like that Jeff was making some good points, but like when you when you talk it through, I think that what the rules would have been is if they put three votes on you and you and Chase uh, and Sash, but your three votes on Jane, it would be a deadlock a deadlock tie. And if Chase and Fabio, Chase and Sash played their idols like they did, then. It would have gone to then, okay, that if Dan didn't switch his vote, if he stayed on voting for you instead of Jane, then it would have been a deadlock tie. And I think that Dan would have just been voted out in that spot. I agree. I think Dan, I, yeah, I so, agree. That, but, it, but the fact that they didn't even consider maybe doing this, like, I don't think that they knew all these rules. Uh, I'm just saying, that, like, uh, that Jane didn't even turn around and say, you she guys, voted for Sash. Yeah. I, I will never in a million years figure that out. Never. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, the one vote that I got from Fabio um, throughout the whole game, I got one vote until I got voted off on day 38. But I remember walking back to camp and looking at Fabio and saying, why did you vote for me? And he looked right at, right at me in the eyes and he said, because I didn't know who else to vote for. And mm-hmm. I went, what? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. That was a dumb move. Can we talk a little bit about Fabio? Because that as as we've gone back and we've watched this, and that you know, uh, we have uh, a podcast uh, that David Bloomberg and Jessica Lewis did this week about well, you know uh, they tr- did a deep dive into why Fabio won. Could you talk about Fabio and and his game a little bit? Because there are moments in the season where he says that he's playing dumb, but really, like going back and watching it again. There's not one time that he's involved in, you know, who do you want to vote for? And he gets blindsided really badly at the final seven when you guys vote out Benry. And even Benry and Dan are voting for him and he doesn't even know that that's happening. He doesn't know that Benry is getting voted out. Uh, and ultimately, nice enough guy, super likable. But um, do you feel like that uh, was there more than meets the eye with Fabio? Yes. No. Uh, no, nope, sorry. Um, <laughs> there was not. <laughs> yes, no. Yes. Um, Fabio was, he just floated along. Yeah. And I do not think that he should have won our season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was because everybody was 
It was on day 33 when we voted Jane off and Chase admitted that the three of us were in this really tight alliance. That just didn't put a target on our back from the other people sitting there, but the entire jury. I mean, they were all pissed off at us thinking, they have all voted us off and the three of them, how long have they been in a tight alliance? And of course, you can see it whenever they walked in and they noticed that Fabio won the challenge. They're all smiling and clapping and giving them the thumbs up. Well, of course, because they knew the three of us were in this alliance Mm -hmm. and they couldn't wait for someone to come and win the challenges. That's how Fabio won that game. Yeah, he was the disruptor. He he did not piss anyone off. He got along with everyone. He won the last three challenges and they were happy because the three of us were in this tight alliance. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe in my heart that that's why he won. Sorry, I got that's, that's, right. yes. that's how I feel. And so I want to ask you this, too, because I'm sure you watched Winners at War. And, of course, Fabio mm-hmm. wasn't out there. But the old school players for season 40 didn't fare so well. But I think Fabio would have absolutely been the exception. I think he might have gotten gotten along pretty good in Winners at War. What do y'all think? I don't know. I, I still don't think Fabio has a personality where... He's kind of a, he's just a floater. And I, I just, I don't see him going, ever going back out and playing the game really, really hard. He realizes how he won the first time. And I think that's how he would go out and play the second time. Mm-hmm. I really do. But if you're playing out there with him as a previous winner, isn't that somebody you want to carry along with you? Somebody that's strong in challenges and that's not really playing. It's just kind of out there. Yeah, I guess you could use him for a shield, couldn't you? I would think so. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know if he would be much of a shield, but I think that he would not be a priority to get out. I think that he would probably just be like lingering around and just like uh, floating along. And that's pretty much what he did. Yeah. Yeah. And and he said at the end of the game, he said he made the comment that, you know, a lot of people thought I wasn't playing the game, but I really was playing this game. No, a lot mm-hmm. of times we went to tribal council. You didn't even know who we were voting for. You had no clue what was going on. So it was a total <laughs> challenge, three challenges in a row, and then he he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holly, what do you think about, and this has kind of been a big discussion. I've heard a lot of different people giving their opinions on, should quitters be able to stay on the jury and vote? Because that changed the outcome of your winner, I, I would imagine, with Nayanka and Kelly's vote. No, they should not be allowed. Um, if you quit after the merge, you're done. You you are done. I, I just feel that, look at how many people apply to be on this show. Mm-hmm. And 11 days left. They had 11 days left. And I even told Kelly at camp, I when she said she was quitting, I said, Kelly, you're the next one to be voted off. We've already decided that. So you tell me what's going to look better on national television. You're voted off or you quit. And she said, here's what she said to me. I'm going to wait and see what Nayanka does. And they had a plan that if Nayanka quits, Purple Kelly was going to quit. But Nayanka thought Jeff was going to ask Purple Kelly first. And then Purple Kelly was going to quit. And then Nayanka thought maybe she'd stay in the game. But I just don't. They were very good, both of them. And she said that in her interview. When I listened to her, the podcast, she even said that. But I don't know. I think both of them had a plan. They were done. 
Mm-hmm. They were done. Yeah. But Holly, no, I do not. You, you said to Purple Kelly that you said, hey, if you walk out of the game now, you're going to be known for the rest of your life as that's what you're going to be known for as a quitter. And really, Bob, she- hit it. Hit the song. Hit it. <laughs> I was, hit I was it, in the middle of something. Okay. Okay. I quit. Yes, you heard me. I quit. <laughs> That's what you wanted. Thanks, Rob. Thank okay. you. <laughs> but you said I to Purple, you said to Purple Kelly that you're going to be known for the rest of your life as being the quitter. But then that's not true. That she got known for the rest of her life as being Purple Kelly of uh, not being somebody that was on the show. <laughs> or the milk of the milk. What did yeah, she say? That, that I can't. Uh, you can milk your own milk, and I have nothing left to yes, suck. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I I think they do have you know, that they quit. I think people mm-hmm. still remember them. Well, you're right. Purple Kelly, of course, you, how many times did she actually speak? People talk about Purple Kelly every season. They say, like, who's yeah, the Purple Kelly this like, season? They're, they're not talking about the quitter. I know. But uh, on Mayaka, on the other hand, I mean, yeah. look at her. You that know, stuck with her. Remember and she quit. That stuck. That stuck with her. Um, and she she was such a big personality on the show. It's such yeah. a shame that uh, yeah. that's that's what she ends up being remembered for. Um, just uh, again, devil's advocate on the Nayanka and Purple Kelly thing because I was watching that final tribal council, but I thought that Nayanka actually asked like a good question. And so, if you feel like that they shouldn't uh, be on the jury. Like, do, don't they have something to contribute to the conversation in terms of like they were with these players that they have maybe information they could share with the rest of the jury? No, they're done. That's just the way I feel. If you quit, you're done. And that's another thing I don't think. I don't think the jury should be able to talk. Mm-hmm. I think it's too convincing because uh, Jane hated me. Uh, when I got to uh, Ponderosa, there were only two people that greeted me. Otherwise, yeah. we sat there. Nobody talked to me. People just didn't like me. And people have to make up their own minds. I I just disagree with being at Ponderosa and being able to talk to people as well. But I just feel once you quit, you're done. You you, you need to mm-hmm. be done, even if you've made the word. Think of how Brenda and Marty felt. They were voted off. They would have they done were not happy. to be back in that game. And then you have two people that just walked off and there they sit. You know, that they wanted to come back into the game and play. I'm surprised they didn't let them come back in. You know, but of course, now the new rule is if you quit, you cannot be on the jury, which I think was the, was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Holly, you bring up a really good, like, a good point. And I 100% agree with you about that the jury should be sequestered. Because one person that had a bad, got a raw deal from somebody, like you said, Jane did, can influence everybody. And I just, I know in Africa, we were sequestered. We could not, we were together, but we were chaperoned and nobody could talk at all. And that way, you know, you're playing and you're you're voting based on what your reaction was to how the players played the final two or final three played. So I'm in 100% agreement with you on that rob what do you think about that i just think it would be really hard to do uh in terms of like if some of these people that go out like you know day 21 and they're on the jury and then what is this person has to like stay in solitary confinement for 18 days i don't know they did it for us in africa rob they we were we were together mm-hmm. but we had people with us where we weren't we couldn't talk the game or i mean it's 
it's hard to believe, but I, I mean, that's what yeah. they did for us. So they did not do that for y'all, I don't guess. Yeah, I know. Amazon. And, you know, that's what they do with the casting call. You know, you're in your room and then you're all together for breakfast. That's how, what we were. We just couldn't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We couldn't look at each other. Uh, casting directors were around us, chaperoning us all the time. So I, I, I agree, too, because I know when Jane was voted off, she was so upset. And in her exit interview, she said, I just hope Holly rots in hell. And she hated me. So I know, I know, because some of the other players told me that she said, you know, if she gets to the final three, you big guys better not vote for her. Look what she did to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that I agree with you, T-Bird. I just think everybody should not be able to talk and make their own opinion. Yeah. And come up with how they In a perfect help. world, that would be ideal. I just don't know how they could necessarily like I, I feel like these people like find a way to um you know, they they have all to do just to keep them from leaving, let alone like uh staying in like <laughs> solitary confinement. But yeah, guys, and then you get but you're right, Rob. I'm sure it'll be a little bit challenging, but then you get your chance to say what you want to say at that mm-hmm. final travel council. <laughs> that's when Jane can say up and says, you know, stand up and say, you know whatever happened to her but to have them talking with each other for days and days ahead of time it's i don't i'd rather see them try to go back the other way if, if possible mm-hmm. yeah I, I would too i really i struggled with that because i was you know i was there day or night the evening of the 30 38 and then bam had to go to tribal council the next night and i know that some of the things that people said, I, I heard it mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my gosh, what have they been saying this whole time? I mean, look at when, when you're there before the show even starts, you can't talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so look at, I, I really think that they could do it. That would just have to be part of the game. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So, but Holly, we're talking a lot about, you know, Kelly and Purple Kelly and Nayanka quitting. Let's go back to day five. <laughs> Let's get on to day five. Because you had a rough start yes, um, and you wanted to quit. Of course, mm-hmm. we know that. And even Jane said, of course, I already said Jimmy T said that you basically kind of thought that you kind of went crazy there. Um, and Jane even said that she asked you um, what was going on with you. She she yeah. said that and she she actually said you're doing some really crazy stuff. So they both. They both use the word crazy, but Jane was even telling me that, you know, that you dumped out the, the, you dumped the snails out after they were cooked. And then of course, Dan's shoes that she couldn't figure out why you did that. So you thought the snails were poison. I did. I don't know what was up with that. I don't know. (laughs) I just lost it. I cannot explain it. I mean, you know, you guys have all been there, right? Where you're Mm -hmm. hungry and you're overwhelmed and you're like, this isn't what I expected it to be. And then they were making fun of me. Um, You know, they they would get up in the morning and, and Tyrone would make fun of my German accent and, and they would say, you know, like, oh, what, yeah, what should we have for breakfast? What, you know, and I'd be, and it just, everything just started building up. I, I cannot explain it. I was just, I was pissed off at everyone. I, it wasn't what I expected. And I just, I had a meltdown. I truly had a meltdown. Yes. I just lost it. Well, fatigue makes cowards of us all, Holly. That's right. <laughs> right. <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it was it was Coach Johnson that gave you those much needed 
the much needed motivational speech, right? That just, yes. is that, yep. is that what changed it all for you? It did just because we were sitting there and he was like, of course, there was a lot they didn't show. And he was like, do you realize if you quit, you're going to walk off on national television. That's what people are going to remember. You know, he just kept looking at me and I still, I still left camp. Uh, and they were setting up the cameras for me to do my exit interview. And I was sitting on a, a log. I was sitting there waiting for Jeff to come. And I was even like scared thinking, oh my God, now I got to do a, an interview with Jeff. And I was sitting there and one of the producers came over and he said, are you 100% sure this is what you want to do? And all I could think about was what, what coach Johnson said to me. And then I thought to myself, how, how would I treat one of my athletes if they wanted to quit? What would I tell them? Bam, I got up off that log and I walked back to camp and I'll never forget the gentleman's name was Johnny. And he yelled and he said, where are you going? And I turned around and I looked at him and I said, I'm going to play this damn game. And I, that walked girl, back, that girl. and I walked back to camp and I was like, this is it. This yeah. is it. It was just a turnaround. I, I knew I could not quit that game. Mm-hmm. Quit. Rob, put the coach song on, Rob. Here, put we, the coach song here on. we go. T. Brad, I think it's more of Jimmy T's song. No, no, but no, but listen to this. So after, but after, well, I don't know. It's so good. We just got to play it whenever we got a minute. Mm-hmm. Throw it in there. It's just good stuff. So, Holly, you were kind of using. The inspiration that uh, Coach Johnson gave you on Purple Kelly, of course, you paid it, really it forward on her. Yeah, you were paid it forward. And I even talked to Nayaka. I had a discussion with Nayaka too. And I remember she and I were sitting on a log as well. And I said, Nayaka, what would your mom tell you? Would your mom be proud of you if you mm-hmm. walked off the show? And she just was like, I'm done. Her mind was set. She was done. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. but going back to Coach Johnson, you know, I got a lot of slack for that because he convinced me to stay. And then we went to the next tribal council and I voted him off. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Okay. It's that nothing not sacred. Good. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> but what, wasn't, wasn't that at, at his, uh, like, uh, didn't, isn't that what he wanted? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, he... Here's what I thought Fatigue was, was doing a number on him, too. It was. <laughs> what was he, 67 years old yeah, when he played yeah. the game? And yeah. he, did not, he, he also didn't expect to be that hard. But here's what I thought was going to happen. Jill came up to me just before we left for tribal council, and she said, Coach Johnson is, is ill. He's not feeling well. He's the weakest link on our tribe. We are voting him off. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at Jill and saying, okay. And the entire time we're talking, walking to tribal council, I'm thinking, we're not voting Jimmy Johnson off. I'm going to write Jimmy Johnson's name down and look like a complete fool. And they're all going to write my name down. Mm -hmm. That's what was going through my head. And then when we got to tribal council and Jeff started asking people, Holly, do you feel like you're the weakest link on this tribe? I said, no. He asked Jane. And then he asked Coach Johnson and Coach Johnson said, Yes, I am the weakest person on this tribe. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to take a chance here, see if Jill was lying to me or not. And of course, he was voted off. Mm-hmm. He was very sick. Yeah. And, 
you know, in defense of Jimmy Johnson and and uh, Nayanka and Purple Kelly, like I, I think that uh, this season is underrated as a a very hard season. That it feels like that this is one of the worst weather seasons that they've ever had. It looked like it was sunny maybe three days out of the thirty nine that you played. There was mud everywhere. Horrible. I don't even understand how I watched the next season. Uh, and Redemption Island, it's beautiful the whole time in the, in the same place. Oh, believe me, the our cast was watching that as well, and, and texting and email and going, "What the? <laughs> what is going on?" It was day eleven. We had this huge storm move in, and they were actually going to move us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it was horrible. It washed out everything, and um, uh, I remember, um, you know, some of the the. Um, crew walking around the producers and looking at things and thinking, boy, we should probably move these people. And they didn't yet. Rain yeah. the first 17 nights. It, it rained all the time. Yeah. It was really bad. Um, also that I, I wonder if that played a factor, the weather, but Jeff did not seem super jovial during Survivor Nicaragua. He, that in watching this season back, it seemed like that he seemed uh, very frustrated uh, over the course of the season. Of course, Nayanka and Purple Kelly uh, quitting did not help that. Did you sense that when you were there? Yes, I did. I also sensed that. I don't know if if you've ever if you've ever sensed this, but I always sensed at tribal council that Jeff either liked you or he didn't. Yeah. I don't know why, but I did. But the weather, he, he, that's how it is. I'm sure he thought, okay. I mean, Africa was just as bad. That was a terrible season as far as you look what they had. They didn't have very anything at all. So, mm. you know, that's part of the game. I know, T-Bird, how many times did it rain in Africa? None. No, but you guys didn't have a lot of food. Well, we didn't have food, and the it was the water situation. Yes, a different so you, kind of hell. If you've got water, yeah. yeah, it was different. If you've got water, the food's you know kind of secondary. But the water situation, yeah, that was, was bad, really very bad. bad, very but bad. But still, and, and Holly, this is what I'm wondering too. Of course, the rain, the weather was a huge, huge problem. But I also say too, there were a lot of people from your cast that were recruited, and I still believe, like we've talked about, it seems like a lot of recruits just don't want it as badly as those that have like you you are a fan of the of the show for all the seasons back i think it just makes a big difference i agree 100 percent. a lot of the young kids were recruited um i can probably name i don't even know which ones applied to be very honest with you i don't hmm. i i know a lot of i know jill applied marty applied on our season eve applied um I don't know who didn't apply on our season, but on the young tribe, I couldn't tell you. Dan didn't apply. Dan was recruited. Mm-hmm. What about but Sash? I don't know about Sash. I don't mm. know. If he was Sash, that's who I felt should have won our season. Oh, that's okay. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Because I feel like that he got no consideration from anybody in the final three. Didn't get a one vote. Uh, Fabio won by one vote. Uh, Sash didn't get a one. And I almost did vote for Sash. And if I could go back, which we all say that playing Survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would have probably voted for Sash. I feel like Sash was not well liked. He was called a snake. So a weasel. Weasel. But when it came down to gameplay, 
Sash played the game. Oh. Yeah, he was great at like playing uh, the game and playing the sides. I mean, he was like in a bad spot, like when Brenda got voted out, and he was, yeah. and then and then Nayanka and Purple Kelly leave after that, and he was able to rebound and yeah. figure out a new way to get to the final three. The problem was that I think that where Chase was wishy washy, I think that Sash was just too transparent as like, I'm always going to do what's best for me and tried to like negotiate too hard between the two. Like, okay, well, what are you offering me? Uh, that, that's what it seemed like to me when we went back and watched that he just was not artful in terms of his like being able to backstab somebody and make them not hate his guts. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember when there were five left. Um, Chase and Sash left camp and I, my first thought was they're going to turn on me. And I was standing there and Fabio and Dan looked at me and said, would you flip? Would you play the game with us? And the three of us would be in an alliance. But, you know, do you make friends playing Survivor? No, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. Um, There comes a time where you're going to have to stab people in the back. You're going to have to tell a lie. And yeah, Sash did that, but out of everybody, even the top, the the final three, he's the one that played the game. Mm-hmm. That's that's you how I been, feel. I mean, you would have been sitting pretty with Fabio and Dan. Oh, for for a win, definite sure, wouldn't you? Yes, because I know exactly what I would have said. I had I I know exactly Fabio floated along. If he wouldn't have won the last three mm-hmm. challenges, he would not be sitting here, Dan. All he ever did was brag about his money. Yes, I stole the shoes. I also told him I was sorry. It was a mistake I made. The best thing about a mistake is admitting it. Right. And so I I think I could have won that game if I would have been sitting with Dan and Fabio. So do you wish you would have thrown either Chase or Sash under the bus at the Dan vote? Yes. Mm -hmm. I do. As bad as that sounds, yeah. I do. Who would, I, who would you have? Okay, so if you go to Fabio and Dan and say, uh, all right, we're going to get rid of Chase or Sash tonight, who's it going to be? I would have voted uh, Chase off first. Okay. Yeah. Because if, Chase was stronger in challenges than Sash. Mm-hmm. Even though Sash made it when we were, you know, the, when the final four, but Chase was definitely stronger. I would have yeah. won Chase first. Okay. And then you vote out Sash at the final right. four when Fabio wins the immunity. Yeah. And I should have just had an alliance with everyone. I should have just kept, had a main mm-hmm. alliance with Fabio and Dan and kept my alliance with. Then when we went to, to the, uh, uh, to the uh, challenge and Fabio won again, then I would have flipped over and said, okay, let's get rid of Chase. Yeah. It's hard for you because that you're, you're saying, okay, I, we have to vote out Jane because Jane is going to win. But then at that point, you're the new Jane where everybody's like, okay, well, like, well, let's, let's get rid of Holly. Cause if she goes to the end, uh, she'll probably beat us. That happened in the final four. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's, it's very hard to sort of like, you know, be the person who's going to win in the end and not have the other people that are in the game know that you're the person that's going to win in the end. And I tried to convince chase that mm-hmm. was not going to happen. And I said, chase, look at this entire game. And look who's really played this game. And I tried to say, Sash has played. He's made great alliances. He's recovered from so many things. I tried so hard to convince Chase. And I even said this to Chase. I said, Chase, vote for Sash. 
it will not put a turret on your back because then Sash and I will have to build a fire and, and yeah. you'll be sitting good. So just vote for, but he didn't. Yeah. yeah. I, I know this is controversial, but uh, about Sash, did did he make a deal with Jane that he was going to, if if she voted for him in the end, that uh, that he would help take care of her, her, some of her finances? You know, Jane told me that he did. Mm-hmm. He told me as we were out there that he did. Did I hear it? No, yeah. I did not hear it with my own ears. Because she votes but, for him at that tribal council. Yes, she does. Yeah. So, you know, and they did go back and mm-hmm. watch footage to see if he really did say that. Yeah. And they came back and said, Sash can stay in the game. I did not hear it, but Jane did tell me yeah. that he said But if that. I was Jane, I would I was all right, I'm voting for Sash tonight. So I'm voting for Sash to win. Yeah, but we all Pay know my driver is, are people really telling the truth? Or are you <laughs> just going to make stuff up to get to the end? Yeah. You can't trust anyone. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if someone looks at you straight in the eyes and says, I promise. Yeah. You, know, you don't know. So, Holly, something else that, that came up uh, over the weekend that, you know, we've been talking about Survivor Nicaragua all week. We did a mm-hmm. uh, patron feedback show with Sarah Carradine, and her and I were talking about that your season is interesting because that yours was a season that there are other seasons where people are are very much concerned with who played the best game. That's what people are focused on. In Survivor Nicaragua, there is a lot of talk about who deserves this money. And, you know, it's sort of like uh, talked about from if Jane gets to the end, it, it's not that, okay, well, Jane, she played the best game. You know, Jane worked hard. She was tough. She won a couple of immunities. But it's like, well, Jane will win in the end because she needs the money the most. She's had a hard life, and, and that's why she deserves the win. And it's interesting because I, I do wonder if, if that was something that you noticed while you were out there. Um, it talks. It, there's a lot of talk about Dan. He'll never win, not because he didn't do anything, but because... He's rich. Jimmy Johnson says no one will vote for me because I've already, you know, I'm wealthy. No one will vote for me. Was that something that you noticed while you were out there? Yes. Dan was brought up constantly several times at tribal council. I'm taking Dan to the end because nobody will give him a million dollars because he already has a million dollars. Yeah, it wasn't about the gameplay. It was about who's who needs the money. You're exactly right, Jane. That's why she would have won. Um, and I think that comes from a lot of recruits, a lot mm-hmm. of people not watching uh, Survivor and not knowing that it's not always who pissed you off, who you don't like, but who played the game the best. And I even I even screwed up on my vote because she, I, I voted for you Chase. voted for the richest guy on the whole season. <laughs> Chase. And the guy who won is probably the poorest person from the whole season. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> 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 history behind that. I'm not talking about when he played. I'm talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. I know. I heard Fabio just blew all his money. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, I, I read Holly that, that Jimmy Johnson had applied three different mm-hmm. times, but he said that he was not there to win. Right. He he told so the first the first day he was out there. He said, "I'm not here to win. I do not need a million dollars. I'm here to help help others further themselves yeah. in the game." Yeah. 
I met Jimmy Johnson. He was at the Survivor Vanuatu finale, and uh, that I I was talking to him, and yeah, I I was there, and then Johnny Fairplay was like, uh, went right up to him and like, hey, are you Jimmy Johnson? He's like, yeah, I love Survivor. Uh, So he really was a big fan. He really was a big fan. Yes. Yeah. He applied the first time he applied, he didn't make it. And then the second time he didn't yeah. pass his physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was shocked because we got up there and everybody was like, Jimmy Johnson's on our season. I'm like, what? So I went up to him right away, you know, and of course I was a little starstruck. I have to admit. And I was like, what the word? He told us he applied three times. Did you have glitter in your eyes? I did. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, but <laughs> Holly, what a what a great story though to tell that he he motivated, inspired you to stay in the game. I would have quit. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I know I would have quit. Yeah, I would have quit that game. And and why did I choose him? Um, and that was another thing. We were standing around camp, and I said, Coach, I need to talk to you. And we, he and I went over, and we sat on that log, and he said, Holly, you are going to totally regret this. Don't do it. Yeah. And yeah, I know it makes for who would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? He gave you like a real gift that day. That, yeah. He, yeah. What does that really tell you about his personality? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. your goal is yeah. to bolt people off, and you're trying to encourage people to stay. So yeah. he was trying to help people. He really was. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Let me ask you this: How did you feel about your edit? Um, I did see something that you said that you thought that edits are accurate. So, what did you think about yours? Well, let me tell you, I, I, when I said that, that I think edits are accurate, I think everybody's personality one way or another comes out in this game when you play mm-hmm. Survivor. Yes, they can, they cannot edit anything that you don't say and that you don't do, right? So if you don't say it, of course, they're not going to edit you. My edit was, I believe when I said that, everybody in our season, the way you see them on the season is the way they are. Chase could never make up his mind. Fabio was a goofball. Um, Brenda's a beauty queen. You know, I just, I just, I, I, I don't get the edits when people look. I think a lot of times when people watch themselves on national television and their bitchy side comes out or their angry mm-hmm. side comes out, they go, oh, I just got a bad edit. I, I just don't know about those edits. I just think that I, that's who I am. I lost it at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. but then I was able to turn it around. I've done that many times in my life personally. So I just, I don't really know if I agree with the whole edit thing. Yeah. I think that if there are people that we don't see them that much and we're seeing like, like you were such a fully formed character. We saw so much of you and we saw your, your journey across the season. They had so much to work with. Then, and I know about that, like, uh, in, in my first season, like they showed, uh, so much of me. I said, Oh, they, they nailed my edit. That's fine. Uh, but I feel like for some of the people that don't get that much screen time where it's just such a small sample size and they have to pick something. And they go with just like one note for that person's character. I think that that's where the editing could really like alter, like, uh, you know, how a person is portrayed versus how they really were. Right. So that was Purple Kelly in our season. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think she was portrayed if you're watching it? Mm-hmm. What would be your opinion? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that might be- Go ahead, Rob. You take this one, Rob. You take this one. <laughs> um, just uh, somebody who is, you know, uh, very nice. Come on, Rob. Be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, how about like uh, here? Let me give you a different example from your season where somebody like Tyrone. Who, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not, uh, like close friends with Tyrone, but like I've met him at a bunch of different events and I'm friends with him on Facebook. That guy is hilarious. And, you know, he was like presented as sort of like, uh, very serious, like very stern, uh, that he like had things that they, they had to be his way around the camp. Uh, Benry called him King Tyrone and, like I, I think that he probably, you know, he's a, a, a you know, a, in the fire department, and you know, I'm sure that he does have a serious side to him. But I don't know if he got like a fair portrayal as like who he is as a three dimensional person. Yeah, he was very serious out there. He was, and I do, I do agree with you that he has a serious side. The thing that I was upset when I watched with Tyrone was the whole chicken incident where he, mm-hmm. where they said that he was just constantly, constantly eating that chicken. No, he really wasn't. So you're right. There's probably little pieces of it, but in general, what I'm saying, what I mean about the edit. Yeah. If we general, see enough of you, we, we can get it. Usually. You can get it. Yeah. You can totally get it. Cause mm-hmm. the last thing I, I would ever want to do is give up. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And you know, mm- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just so hard to talk about edits because yeah. I believe my edit was spot on. Yes, mm-hmm. I had a meltdown. And has that ever happened in the real world? Oh, yes, many times. But I'm always yeah. able to recover. So, yeah. Holly, can I ask you about when we talked with Nayanka, she mentioned that there was a Survivor Nicaragua Zoom call reunion uh, that you all had. Yes, we did. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, everybody was on. And we all had kept Purple Kelly, I think, did most of the talking. Can you tell me? <laughs> oh. was making it up from the show. Redemption. Yeah, oh, making up for a lost time. She, she said she's never done the Zoom before. So she was very excited and very excited to see everyone. And everybody kind of said what they were up to and what they were doing and so forth. And I thought it was a great Zoom, but all of a sudden the uncle was gone. And then I read on a, a a post that she put on how she just didn't care for a lot of people on our cast and that she felt like we didn't ask her enough questions, didn't ask her about her wedding and so forth. And uh, just, the Wendy Joe problem again. Did you ask her how old she was oh now? My, I can't believe we didn't ask her how old she was. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So but I did that didn't come across to me at all. I was just glad we were all together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I really like Nayaka. I follow her on social media. You know, I compliment her. I, um, I would love to see her again. I, I did right after the show. I called her a couple times. So I was surprised after she left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the Zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Holly, this brings back when you mentioned about having Nayaka wrapped around your finger, because I have been the last week and a half since, you know, we knew we were going to talk to you. Uh, Texted Nayanka back and forth. Nayanka is a riot. So mm-hmm. yeah. finally, we're here with the 13th hour. So I picked up the phone. I had called her a couple of days ago. Then I picked up the phone today. I'm like, okay, this is it. I got to, I got to have something from Nayanka. So Nayanka is her own person. And that's what I love about her. She just, whatever it is, she's thinking she's going to say it. So 100%. I called her, left her a detailed message. 
Before I finish up the phone, she's texted me, and this is exactly what her what her text says. She says, "Hey, sorry, it's my birthday weekend. Yes. So, so I've been partying. Maybe sometime next week. So I'll get back <laughs> with you next week, Ona. Nayaka. It was her birthday on Wednesday. <laughs> well, it's, it's her birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. If I, you know, if your birthday on a Wednesday, it could go. Is it yeah, the weekend before or the weekend after? Instagram posts from Nayaka partying on her birthday, but yeah, mm-hmm. so Nayaka just says it the way she is. You know, mm-hmm. when we're sitting at tribal council and she goes, I don't like you, Fabio. I mm-hmm. don't just like. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, she had said with us that I think that she had. Uh, it seemed like that she had some issues with uh, with Chase uh, in particular that she uh, was uh, felt like uh, that that was that was it. You have to go back and, and uh, I don't remember exactly. Uh, there were some, other, some other people. And yeah. She basically said she and Chase were very good friends. And since Chase's, you know been singing and traveling and Mm -hmm. i mean come on let's face it chase is he's doing very well and she's like now he just doesn't have anything to do with me Mm -hmm. so basically she was kind of saying so see ya screw you chase Mm -hmm. um you know what um i think chase is he's doing very well uh he's he's been in sioux falls a few times i've called him up He's let me go on his bus. We've sat, we've talked. We even called Benry one time when I was I was in his bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't think Chase is a very busy man. Yeah, I don't think he has time to call everyone back. Mm-hmm. But um, that was impressive that he was on the Zoom call. He was on, and so was Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I I felt like Nyanka had a lot of anger with Chase. Mm-hmm. I, I could just feel that in the podcast and some of the things that she was saying. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I felt like, she felt like Chase just threw us all to the curb and said, mm-hmm. you know, hey, now I'm this famous country singer. You guys can all, you know, go to hell. I don't want to see you anymore. I don't know if I feel that way about Chase. Hey, he's done great for himself. Yeah. And, you know, let's face it. Some survivors stay in touch and some don't. And mm-hmm. he's probably stayed in touch with a few people, but not everyone. And that's just life. Yeah. So Holly, Holly, what do you think about, we're talking about purple Kelly on your, on your zoom call. And I was talking about redemption for her with her personality. What do you think about all the different gameplay now with the idols and the nullifiers and the fire tokens? How do you think you would do with that? If you played again, if that was part of the game? Well, I think there'd be a lot more thinking. There'd be a, you'd have to really strategically think things way out a little bit more instead of minute by minute, second by second. You'd have to think, okay, what am I really going to do with this? I may have struggled with that a little bit more just because I think the more things you have going on and the more involved it is, I would have struggled. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great gameplay. I loved last season. But personally, I would have struggled with it. Would you like to play again? I would love to play again. I've been asked twice to come back. I was asked for fans versus favorite, didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And then they actually wanted my daughter and I for um, blood versus water. And she was Miss South Dakota, top 15 in the Miss America pageant. So there you have your pageant girl. And she was getting married. And we would have had to completely change the date of the wedding and so forth. And I just said, you know what? We cannot give up a family event to go play Survivor. And she would be very good at the game. Um, she's got a very strong personality. I, I don't know now if I would. I don't know. I cannot answer that question if I was asked right now to come back. 
Um, I think I would, I know I would be a different person. I'm more independent than I've ever been in my life right now. I, I believe I would be a stronger player if I came back. Um, but I also didn't have five grandkids and one on the way and grandchildren change your life and to leave them for two months. And I know my family would support me, but I, I also know I'm very competitive. So I, I would have to make that decision if it ever came in front of me. Who would you like to see on your season of the other 19? Who would you like to see go back and play for a second chance? <laughs> who deserves who deserves a second chance? I think Jane does. I would like to see Jane play again. Mm-hmm. And I know as crazy as this sounds, he played really hard. But I think this man, if he came back, he would play differently. And that would be Marty. Interesting. Marty, Marty was a good game player. He really yeah. was. He was. He played the game hard. He did. He played, but did he play it too hard? Where he played it that, too hard, and that's why I, I think he he talked too much about how he was like uh, playing the game so hard. And Marty liked camera time. Yes, yes, and he, he was great. He was great television. Yes. So I, but I think after watching it, I think Marty would play differently. Of course, mm-hmm. I'd like to see everybody come back, and it's in your blood. Once you play this game, you want to go back and play it. I. Mm-hmm. I, I speak about this when I speak. I talk about it with my friends. I, I share stories. It's like you can't get this game off, out of your head once you've played it. So would I love to play? Yes. But I'm also going to be 55 years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can't What's run the problem? Yeah. I, I can't. What's the problem, Holly? I know. I know. I'm thinking more of, you know, Finding a home where it's warm and, you know, retirement and <laughs> retirement. <laughs> Come on. What? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> I actually think I, I know Nayaka quit, but I wouldn't be so sure we don't see Nayaka out there again. I don't know. What do you think, Holly? I don't think they'll bring Nayaka back. I just I just don't. I just um would would I love to see her play again? You know what? I would. She made great television. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, I just don't think just because she and Kelly were the first two ever players to quit after the merge, I just don't think they're going to bring her, would ever bring her back. Holly, uh, who from your season, uh, do you still keep in touch with, if anybody? I keep in touch with Jill. Yes. Um, I keep in touch with Marty. Yes. Uh, Eve, Chase, once in a while, Benry, Nayanka. Mm-hmm. Um, Purple Kelly, once in a while, I'll shoot her a, a Instagram message or so forth. But um, Jimmy T on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane. I think Jane posts more on my son's Facebook, though, than mine. I see her mm-hmm. she's constantly uh, commenting on my son's page. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, Jimmy Johnson. Um, I stay in touch with him as well. So, I, I everybody, basically the ones that were voted off right away that I really didn't know. Uh, Kelly and, and, uh, oh my God, what's his name? The New York guy, the guy that said something about New Yorkers. Help me out. <laughs> oh, Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. Oh, Shannon. I, I never heard anybody call him the New York guy before. Well, you know, he made that comment. No, <laughs> I know the comment he makes. I just, yeah. the, I feel like the so people don't call him the New York guy. I've heard other names for him. <laughs> so some of those guys <laughs> that got voted off right away. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really talk to Fabio very much. What is um, Fabio doing? I, I have no clue. I, I, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think he got married and has two girls. Oh, congratulations to Fabio. But I don't know. I honestly, I just don't talk to him that much. And he was on the Zoom call too. And when he was on the Zoom call, he said that he was working, so he couldn't stay on very long. And then he said, I'm going to try to stay in contact with you guys a little bit more. And I have never heard from him. <laughs> so well, that's good. He has a job. Yeah, I think he has a job. Well, yeah, he said he was working. So I know he was teaching swimming lessons for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Holly, I wanted to ask you about that. Well, I, you know, I, and uh, bad news for all the kids that go in the pool with Fabio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, were you disappointed that there were no water challenges during your season with you being such a strong swimmer? Very disappointed. Yes, because I was, I, I am a very good swimmer and I put in a lot of laps before playing this game. And there, there was one and that was where they put us on that wheel and we had to go in that tank upside down. Mm-hmm. We yeah. What, to- no, what, and when Fabio peed in the pool, when you threw the balls in. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but you know what? Getting <laughs> swimming lessons myself, how many kids do you think peed in my pool that I had to mm-hmm. teach him. Yeah, just be thankful that it wasn't the water that you had to spit into the cup to exactly. get the balls to come out. Exactly. We mm-hmm. actually had to stop that challenge because uh, Nayaka started to choke. Oh. We had to I stop say Because Marty was spinning the wheel too fast like a lunatic. He was. <laughs> so, like, okay, yeah, Marty, yeah. I know you want to win the challenge, but slow down. Nobody can, <laughs> nobody can hit the We're spit cup. Water in our mouth. Hello. <laughs> oh, Holly, who who do you think who is the greatest player i know at one point you had said you thought sandra and the queen stays queen was the greatest player in the history of the show do you still feel that way that's a tough one you know before i went to play this game i judged a lot of people i would sit at home on my couch and i would say oh why is she crying don't be such a big baby you know that can't be that hard And now that I've played this game, it doesn't matter if you're the first one voted off or if you win, it's hard. Um, It's mentally hard. It's physically hard. But I'll tell you who I think I I respect a lot because I think she played a very, very hard game. And that was Natalie. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She played hard. Yeah. Would you have voted for her instead of Tony? Probably. Wow. She played hard. I mean, she did. She wasn't with people, but look how hard she played. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I there's I can't really look at one person and say, this is who I look up to. This is who I think is great. Um, if you go play this game, you, you've, you've all got, you're all great because it, it's a lot harder than people think it is. So I agree with you. Yeah. So I don't know. I I couldn't really say that there's one or two people that I would say if I'd have to pick, that's who I would pick. Yeah. Holly, I want to go back to Dan's shoes, if we could, for a moment, because I had been curious. uh, Did anybody go and look for Dan's shoes after you came back? Because you filled them with sand first. And Uh so maybe they might have been in the bottom, uh, you know, in, in one spot. Did anybody go look for them? I did. Yes, and you couldn't find I, them. I couldn't find them. I went yeah. back and I looked because I, I filled them with sand and threw them in the water. And then I went back to camp and I thought in my mind, oh, shit, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. And I remember getting back up and thinking, I need to go find these shoes. I need to bring them back. Even if they were wet and had sand, at least I could bring them back. 
and I absolutely couldn't find them. And that's, yeah. And then when he asked, you know, has anybody seen my shoes? And he, Jill said, well, how much did you pay for those shoes? And he said, $1,600. And I remember Jill was <laughs> turning around looking at him going, you brought $1,600 pair of shoes to play Survivor? But this is also the guy as Survivor was being aired that had his uh, Hummer detailed with the Survivor logo on both sides and drove around Manhattan. So what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Holly, didn't he also say that he had 20 more pairs at yeah. home? So no worries. Because yeah, I was constantly apologizing because, of course, when I admitted to it, he said, if you were a guy, I would smack you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And then I just kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then after like on day eight, he looked at me and he said, you know, just stop saying you're sorry. I have like 17 more pairs at home. It's really okay. And I'm thinking <laughs> 17 pairs of $1,600 pair of alligator shoes at mm-hmm. home. So I'm sure those boots I gave him, those crocodile boots, he's probably never worn them. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. You bring Dan up out of all, everyone on our season. He's the only person I can't get a hold of. He's busy. I have no clue where he is. I he, spoke in Albany, uh, Albany, New York, and I tried to call him. Yeah. And I couldn't get a hold of him. And I talked, called Benry and I said, have you heard from Dan? He said, I haven't heard from him in a cu- couple of years. Yeah. So I don't know where he is. Oh, oh I hope he's doing okay. Yeah, uh, you know that. Look, uh, that uh, maybe he's tanning. <laughs> I couldn't believe the tan that I had forgotten about. Uh, he shows up with like uh, like the the deepest tan I've ever seen in my entire life at the finale. <laughs> Incredible! I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Dan. I know he loves say- leather. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and Holly, didn't you say that Dan was also well liked by all the kids? They oh, called him Uncle Dan. They called him Uncle Dan. They loved him. So you know, I could have taken him to the final three and said, "Hey, you guys, this guy does not need a million dollars. He could probably give all of you a million dollars." So I don't know. That would have been the chance I would have taken too. But they loved him. He was funny. He was damn lazy. Never mm-hmm. worked. Yeah, but we couldn't he, walk. Yeah, he couldn't walk. But he was funny. He was very, he was always joking. And the young kids thought that was great. So he, the young kids loved him. Yeah. Holly, did you ever get a chance to go see Gulliver's Travels? I never did. Mm. I never did. I was always going to do it after the show because I never got to go. Yeah. But uh, I never went to the movie. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a thing I was, they, they didn't take me. I, you know, so I said, screw it. I'm not going to go into that movie. <laughs> yeah. And all you wanted was a hot dog. All I wanted was a hot dog. I was so hungry. I remember just thinking, you know, just Nayanka, just volunteer, you know, just mm-hmm. take the rice, take the tart. Yeah. You were, you're leaving. You're yes, leaving. Go take it. And she <laughs> wouldn't. And so I thought, well, I will. Yeah. And then of course that was hard too, because everybody was like, oh, she just did that for gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know, that crossed my mind a little bit, but I was more like, listen, nobody's going to do this. We need rice yeah. and we need a tarp. The weather that, was horrible. Yes. Holly, in hindsight, though, did that did that ultimately end up costing you where then, you know, that because you you make that move and everybody's like, oh, my God, that, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I know Jane is still there, but who can beat Holly? She gave up her spot. She got us a tarp. She got us rice for the tribe. It was such a selfless act that... I kind of feel like that the the guys must have thought like, well, there's no way we can beat Holly now. I I actually think that that hurt me a little bit. Yeah, giving that, just taking the rice and the tarp, it did. 
because, and I really was trying to do it to say, you know, we need this. The weather, like I said, was horrible. We need food. We were all starving. The food source was horrible there. And when Nayanka didn't volunteer, I was like, I have to volunteer. And I, I know that did also come up in the conversation. Well, she's going to bring up that she brought rice and tart back to the camp. Yeah. But, you know, I, I also knew at the same time. And I maybe that's just the mother instinct in me and saying, we need mm-hmm. this. Do you yeah. think that they were hoping that Nayanka will go to the movie, she'll have some snacks, and then she'll think about staying in the game? I think everybody was hoping that, but we all knew deep down yeah. inside she was done. But you were so good with Purple Kelly back at camp where... You know, you you just had that. Uh, it was such a great moment in the season where you know you're saying to Purple Kelly, like uh, Kelly, why why are you going to do this? Uh, she's like, well, you know, uh, I don't like sleeping in the rain. You're like, well, I got you a tarp, and she's like, well, yeah. you know, the food is not good. Like, well, I got you rice now. Uh, now, what's your problem? Yeah, and then I said something like, you know, life is not always going to be easy, mm-hmm. and I used the example of my yeah. my girls running cross country and they wanted to quit on the second day or the third day because they were getting blisters on their feet and the coach was running like them. Wendy Joe. Yeah. And I said, no, I said, you're going to continue. And they ended up being state champions. And I said, so I remember kind of using that example, but they quit, you know, it's yeah. just, it's really too bad because I tried to convince them both to stay. And Fabio even was like, Holly, why are you convincing them? We're going to further ourselves. Let them quit. Let them quit. And I was like, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. And again, that was the mother in me. Yeah. yeah. Life is hard, Purple Kelly. One day you're going to have to download Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, Holly, you've written two books. Um, write yourself a note. And what's the other one? Your Winner um, Within. Your Winner Within. Yep, Your Winner Within. Mm-hmm. I have. I see that you're writing a third book. Ooh. What is it about? Well, I, I, it's in my mind. I, I do have some of it on my computer. Um, I would love to write a book on parenting. I was not the perfect parent, but I also think that we need to go back to some of the basics when we talk about parenting. I would love to use some of the examples of raising children. Um, some of the things that incidents that happened with my children that I could have done differently and just kind of a guide to parents. I think every, every parent needs support from other parents. What did survivor teach you about parenting? Well, that it's, uh, probably harder than survivor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Once you're a parent, always a parent. (laughs) Um, but it also made me realize that, um, uh, how much my kids love me. Um, I remember when I got back and I made the phone call, my youngest daughter couldn't even talk because she was so happy that I was back and that I was okay. And, and I think my kids appreciated me more when I got back because I was always the mom that did everything for my kids. If they forgot their gym clothes, I ran this to school and took their gym clothes there. And, and so when I was gone for two months, they realized also what I did for them. So, yeah. Holly, I noticed in in some of your motivation motivational talks that you reference your mother. Um, is your mom still living? She is. My mom is seventy five. Uh, oh, she's young. Yeah, she was very young. She had uh, she was married at seventeen, and she had uh, a baby at seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. My oldest brother and my uh, 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 my other brother, they're 13 months apart. Mm-hmm. And then my brother and I are 10 months apart. 
So she had three children in diapers. She worked very hard. And we, we had a, we had a rough upbringing. My, my father was an alcoholic. Um, he also gambled and we were very poor. There were a lot of things my, that my mom didn't know about my dad. And when they divorced, she worked three jobs to raise three kids. She was a very, very hard worker. But the one thing my mom never did is she never complained. And she's, she has not done a lot of traveling. And I will never forget the day that she flew into L.A. for the, for the finale. And I got a limo to pick her up at the airport. And I was standing in the lobby of the hotel. And she got out of that limo. She had never been in a limo. And she had the biggest smile on her face because, and she said, you really didn't have to give me that limo. And I said, yes, I did, mom. So my, my mom taught me a lot. Um, we did not have a lot, but we also didn't know it because of the way my mom raised us. You know, things to us when we were little didn't, that was not what was important. Uh, we didn't have a car. Uh, many nights we would sit at the dinner table with a bowl of cereal because we just didn't have money to buy groceries. And I truly believe that a lot of those things as a child, I look back now and those are the things that made us all stronger, my brothers and I. So my mom is the true survivor. I'm not. Yeah. What does she think about Jimmy Johnson giving you that inspirational talk out there? Does she think that was pretty cool? Oh, she thought it was cool. And she gave him a big hug. She got to hug him at the finale. And of course, (laughs) she always says, you know, that I'm Holly Hoffman's mom. She never says her name. She always says Holly Hoffman's mom. She also got to meet Chase at one of his concerts at the local fair and she got to go backstage. I got her a backstage pass and she went back and she went up to Chase and she said, I'm Holly Huffman's mom. And he said, Oh, you're probably going to hit me because Chase voted me off. And, and then my mom was like, no, 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 no. I'm really glad to see you and so forth. So yeah, but yeah, she's, she's a wonderful woman. She really is. Yeah. It sounds like it. Well, you've done a lot of great things with, with, with where you came from, with your survivor experience and just all the motivational speeches and talks and books. I mean, you're touching a lot of people. And that's one thing Jimmy T told me that he's so proud of your tremendous success for all the, the good that you've done for so many people with the opportunity you've been given. So Thank he wanted you. me to make sure I told you that he oh. loves you and that he's really proud of you. Oh, well, I, I love him, too. And I, I would have never expected this to happen. Um, you know, when I got off Survivor I, uh, and the show started airing after the show, I, people started to ask me to speak and I, I had no clue what to speak about. I was like, what am I supposed to speak about? And um, I called one of the casting directors at CBS and I said, I need to talk to Jeff. And uh, Jeff actually called me and he and I were talking and I said, you know, Jeff, what am I supposed to say? And he said, Holly, you have a story to tell. Speak from your heart and just tell your speak from your heart and tell your story. And that's what I do. Um, and I, what I do is I basically take my survivor experience and I relate it to the real world because we're all kind of in survival mode at one point in our life. So that's what I do. And I love it. I love the people. I can't wait to get back on stage instead of in front of the computer, but um, I love it. Yeah. Well, Jane wanted me to tell you hello, and I'm sorry about Nayaka right now. I'll have to get back with you next week after her birthday weekend's over. <laughs> Just shoot me a, a message on Facebook, okay? Yeah. Okay, I will, I will. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Deeper, anything else for Holly? No, I guess I'm just thrilled to have talked to, to talk to you today, Holly, and 
learn so many cool things about you. Oh, I know what I want to ask you. I don't believe you've ever done a TED Talk. Have you? I, and if you haven't, why not? I have not. I, why? I, I don't know. I just have never done one. I, I've been asked. And I just feel like where I am right now in my speaking career, I'm comfortable where I'm at. And I'm getting enough work. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I just have to say no to things. Right. And right, that's, right. that's why I've, I've just never done one. All right. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. just keep our fingers crossed on that. Okay. Oh, okay. This is the last thing I got. I thought this was so funny. Um, I read something how you, you know, as a coach, um, you like to tell the kids you are coaching. It's not if you win or lose. It's how you walk off the field. Yes. Yep. And then I thought about Dan. I thought about Dan with uh, no shoes. And I'm like, this is good stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> that is, but you know, he had his tennis shoes. Even though mm-hmm. I buried his shoes, his alligator shoes, he still had his tennies. But then there was one day he had his tennies by the fire and he burned a big hole in the side of his tennis shoes. So he then he had to walk around with his, his you know, big hole in his tennies. But poor Dan. Mm-hmm. He just, he, yeah, it was rough for him. It really it really yeah, was. Yeah, I guess if Nayaka had been around, she'd have taken those shoes and put them on in the fire, wouldn't she? <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. she would have. He'd have been really out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Holly, uh, where can people keep up with you? I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook. I have a fan page, personal page. Um, I'm on Twitter. I also have a website, Holly at hollyhoffman.com. Um, and I also just teamed up with Pat, Pat, uh, Kat Perkins from The Voice. Oh, um, she and I are going to be going around and doing um, conferences and so forth. Uh, I'm a opening keynoter. She's the closing keynoter. We do breakouts and so forth. So I'm all over so- social media and I love to hear from people. I really do. Yeah. All right. Well, Holly, this was so nice to get to catch catch up. This was one of my favorite one of these that we've done. This was, uh, you know, uh, you're so much fun to talk to. We got into a lot of great stuff. So are you guys. I, I love talking to you. I love listening to your podcast as well. Oh, I love it. Holly, you thank you so much. Great people on. Yes. Okay, T-Bird, anything Holly, else? thank you. No, Holly, thank you so much. I look forward to our past crossing in the very, very near future. So do I. Thank you guys so very much for having me. Thank you. All right, Holly, take care. Bye, Holly. Bye. Bye. All right, T-Bird, there you have it. Holly Hoffman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> didn't hit that hard enough. Yes, uh, that was great. That, but that was so much fun that especially yeah. that I, you know, just watched that season. And so uh, very fresh in my mind to go in and talk through it. And, you know, I'll forget everything about Survivor Nicaragua probably in four days from now. But, you know, it was so nice to while it was in my head to be able to talk about it. Yeah, it was perfect timing. And I listened to y'all's podcast in Nicaragua also just to kind of yeah, she really was. Yeah. And, and Rob, it was so interesting to talk to Jimmy T because, again, when you hear that somebody wants to quit on day five, it kind of overshadowed her first few days until I talked to Jimmy T. And he said, oh, no, she was playing day one. She was running around with a chicken, like a chicken with her head cut off. She was playing so hard. Yeah. So that's it's it's neat to hear the kind of behind the scenes stuff kind of puts it in perspective. Yeah. He's so, a real character, Jimmy T. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. never talked to him before, but he was really, <laughs> really, he, he called me right away, mm-hmm. and said, you know, or messaged me right away when I messaged him. And I thought, you you really, I, I've said this before, when I reach out to people about giving me feedback on their 
their castmates, you really get a sense of the people you're talking to that mm-hmm. you don't know on how they respond back to you or or how they don't respond back. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. It yeah. really is. It, yeah. it really is. Uh, T-Bird, that I wanted to ask you real quick, if you had a second. That yeah. I, So I did a podcast uh, this week talking about there's a new show called Young Rock. And uh, they, you're familiar with The Rock? Yes. Yes. So he has a show on NBC where that they're showing like younger versions of him. And yes. I did a podcast with uh, Matt and Mari who host our wrestling wrap up. And one of the characters in the uh, youngest rock timeline when the rock is a little kid is that he has uh, interactions with Andre the Giant. And I was what? thinking of your Andre the Giant story. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Okay. That's interesting. Can you remind just, the can you remind the listeners about the, the time you ran into Andre the Giant? Yes. Well, I actually had him on a flight. Yeah. So I actually didn't run into him. Well, I may have run into his legs because he was sitting at the uh in first class of the Lockheed TriStar, the L ten eleven, at the very front, you know, anybody that's familiar with that aircraft, I know there might not be a lot of people, but at the very front door, um, he was sitting there and his legs extended out basically to my jump seat. And he was huge and his shoes were huge. Yeah. And it's so funny. Probably because wouldn't I, be able to lose those. No. Well, it's so funny because I actually, I actually Googled this week the size of his shoes. I want to say you might have forgotten because I was telling Glenn, do you know how big his shoes are? What you were I just think- thinking about Andre the Giant's shoes this week? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and you didn't even know that I was going to ask you about Andre no, the Giant. Yeah. No, I think I think you might have to Google this to correct me. I, I think they're size they're either size twenty two or twenty five. Mm-hmm. Size that is a big shoe. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, I was looking at what I could do fun for Holly for her for her promo video, and of course the shoes, Dan's shoes, you know, filling up with sand and all that. Was what really stood out in my mind. So that's kind of how all that kind of came about with uh, Andre the Giant shoes and shoe mm-hmm. size. So that's mm-hmm. all I want to say about that. Okay. So that's how that came together. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, T-Bird, any, anything else going on? No. I mean, no, we've got some great, great people coming up. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited. So working on a couple of more that are that are coming out pretty soon, and it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Yeah, we've got uh, a few talking with T-Birds uh, lined up here over uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, T-Bird yes. has been uh, working hard. Yes, they're going to be great. I'm excited about them. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. How in the world, I was thinking about you watching a Survivor season every week. I know, I know. Rob, that's, that's a tall order. I know, like Andre that's- the Giant, yeah. Um, That's yeah, cool. I'll be watching my eighth survivor season of, uh, 2021, uh, this Wednesday, by this Wednesday night when we talk about survivor HHH, survivor heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Well, I just have to ask you, what, how do you go about this? I mean, do you wait till the boys are in bed? Do you watch like one couple of shows at a time? I mean, how are you doing it to get through these? Cause that's a lot of survivor. In seven <sighs> yeah, days. you know, it's, uh, they say like, like eating an elephant, you know, one, one bite at a time. You just, uh, the goal is to try to not leave it all to the last second. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> right now, like, uh, this is, we're recording this on Sunday. I'm about, uh, I'm on episode four. 
of the season. So like usually if if I can start it over the weekend and then do like, you know, three or four episodes a day, then I can finish the season by Wednesday and have like, uh, you know, a day or two where I'm not watching Survivor. Mm-hmm. I, I applaud you for that because I'm sure there's some seasons that you're like, oh, this is painful. So we're watching them in the order of like the, the fans voted from the worst to the best. So that was this uh, Survivor Nicaragua was voted the 34th best season of Survivor. Uh, this week we're talking about the 33rd best season of Survivor. Are you kind of are you pretty much on board with what the uh, RHAP listeners are? How they're all yeah, give them or in take, order. and I'm sort of like putting them in order as I'm going through. Like, but there hasn't been anything. I'm like, what? Yeah. How could you say this? This is a great. This is the greatest season. Well, that's why I think it was perfect that we got Holly coming right off of Nicaragua because mm-hmm. that's you know that made it. I think that'll make it fun yeah. for the listeners. No, we're firing on all cylinders. That uh, we got a great interview based on the season, and you know it's better to do these with the older seasons as opposed to you know like this week where we're talking about season from that was from like three years ago. So. Uh, you know, we're we're, we're uh, trying to like uh sync everything up. Right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Okay. Well, I'm enjoying them, so thank you. Good. All right. Well, T Bird, anything else you want to tell the listeners to check out? Oh, no, just just um, I'm on Instagram. It, it, I always ask you what I am because you I don't even know what it is. I know mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, so. T Bird Cooper. T Bird Cooper. Okay. Yeah, and T Bird works so hard to promote the podcast. So uh, definitely check out what she's doing on Instagram because if you're missing that, you're missing half of the show, <laughs> which is going on on Instagram. And I'm having so much fun doing it for some yeah. reason. My mom, my mom asked me. She goes, "How do you come up with the ideas?" For I'm like, "Mom, I don't know. I'm just I just start thinking about it and something pops in my head." So I don't know if it's funny or enjoyable to most people, but I'm really enjoying doing them. So mm-hmm. anyway. Uh. Well, I told you about uh, Why Fabio One. That's up right now with uh, David Bloomberg and uh, Jessica Lewis. Uh, so much stuff going up on uh, robhasawebsite.com. I talked about uh, Temptation Island this week. We've been talking about Tough as Nails. Uh, we've been rewatching Pirate Master. It's all there for you at robhasawebsite.com. Normally, uh, this is the time of the show where I would tell you about Patreon, but uh, instead, all this week, I just want to uh, tell the listeners that we are trying to raise money right now for the North Texas Food Bank. Uh, I made a contribution from Rob as a podcast to buy uh, 3,000 meals for people that are in need in Texas. If you uh, would like to also contribute to the North Texas Food Bank, uh, that is one of the many great organizations right now trying to help out people in Texas right now, you can go to ntfb.org. And uh, thinking about all of our patrons and listeners uh, who are uh, dealing with all of the suffering going on right now in Texas, uh, ntfb.org, if you want to make a contribution to that uh, great organization. All right, T-Bird. We will be uh, back again oh, next week. Next yes. weekend, next we have weekend. another. We're on the we're on the books. And uh, do, uh, do you want to tease who's coming up? Oh gosh! I, I, if you'd asked me earlier, I could thought of something. <laughs> okay, uh, good. let me think. Let me think. Uh, let me think. Um, he's a little doll. All right, he's a little go. doll. There you go. All right, Bye. take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. If you.
Support for this podcast comes from our friends at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling with Geico. Geico makes it super easy to bundle your home and car insurance, and it's a good thing, too, because you're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.